Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowen Branch and how you can discover this new level of softness with their iconic sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% responded that Bowen Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They source the rarest 100% organic cotton for an incredible softness to start. Then they skip the toxins and harsh chemicals for a natural feel unlike anything else. And it all comes together with their signature weave. This special design feels buttery, breathable, and unlocks new levels of softness with every wash. And they stand behind their promise of softness. With their 30-night guarantee, you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. If during the 30 nights you don't love your sheets or feel them getting softer and softer, you can send them right back, no questions asked. So head to bowlandbranch.com for 15% off your first order with code RESTFUL15. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Be warned. The ones who pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. We're fingering the camera violently. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman is not a gentleman, but he is a legend. He is Douglas McCain at DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Doug, it is finally the real offseason. How the hell is you feeling? Well, I feel like uh, I, I woke up. I'm in a nightmare right now. The, the Dodgers 111 win season. They end up getting, they win 111 games, a franchise record. They lose the Padres and the Trastros go on to win their first world series, their first legitimate world series where there was some sketchy moments, but Hey, the Trastros want to hopefully that lights a fire under this Dodgers organization, their players. And let's go though. Let's, let's get ready to roll. You know, this is my Christmas season. To me, this is about this Christmas is- free agency transactions. This yeah. is what I'm all about. The rest of the year, Doug is hibernating. Now, yes. now things count. We also got producer Cody on the keys over there, so we'll be keeping an eye. Look at him. Oh man, look at that! It's a yo. It's a, no, it's, it's, don't bring up say. his fantasy football week. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah he rough. got he got slammed. Yeah, you, you got you got anything? Still in mourning? Still in mourning, guys. Uh, yeah, you can't sleep, can't eat, can't eat, can't sleep. Couldn't couldn't even couldn't even do anything. Felt yeah. Felt so wrong. <laughs> He's barely surviving, guys. But uh, let's get into some of the show, guys. Let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Where are you guys watching us? If you guys are watching the foosball match, let us know. If you guys are watching it in uh, a different city than us, because you probably are. Uh, we got to also let you know what's happening on today's show, because we got to talk about the Astros being the World Series champions. We got some Dodgers updates and, and free agent notes and news. Uh, Stan Kasten did an interview. And he hinted at the youth movement, 
which is something uh, Andrew Friedman and company uh, hinted at earlier this offseason or a couple weeks ago. We got oh so much more on today's show. Before we get in, we got to remind you this is also a podcast. So if you like podcasts and you just want to hear us and you don't want to see us and you don't like participating in the live chat, do join us. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We are there. And while you're on the internet, subscribe to us. YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Tell us if your grandma loves this show. That's all I got. It's a great let's, plug. Let's uh, do it for Doug. He needs it, man. He need he, it. he really I he need really need it. I needs it. Let's see. We got German or Herman. He's uh he's representing from Compton, so uh, that's cool. We got uh, I've never heard of a Palo Cedro, but uh, apparently five three zero. Greg checking in on Facebook. Chess on Facebook in Alaska. Pretty cool. Diane Indian Wells, California. Dodgers Nation godmother right there. Always taking care of us. We got, uh, yeah, Alaska in the mix. We got David Tony. We got uh, Dodgers Nation Compton. I like this one from uh, from Silva over on YouTube. They not my champions. And I love that one because, look, the Astros won, America lost. And that's what happened over this weekend. So I think we're with you 100%. We've got David. God, you're not going to sign anybody. God, you are not going to sign any. He thinks we're the Dodgers, apparently. Apparently, we're the Dodgers. If it was our money, trust me, Judge and DeGrom would have been Dodgers. It is me. I am Trey Turner. Me go fast. Watch this. I like your sizzle reel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Drop, dropping scissor reels today. Richard Hooker checking in from Lancaster, 661. Calvin the Goat streams on YouTube. St. Silio Urias, of course, Julio, was in named one of the finalists, finalists for the National League Cy Young Award. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Don Kim checking in. He says, uh, Clint, what up? Clint D-Mac and Cody. He knew it was Cody. It could have been Cody. It could have been Noah, but he, 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 he hit it. You know, that's just, and luckily he knew you were here. Yo, yo, yo. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, he's representing from Palmdale. Uh, Jamie, hi, ma'am. Not sure what it is, but uh, Angels GM said they're not trading Otani. No, of course not. That would be a terrible move. If you're trying to sell your your organization and you're going to trade away your most valuable, most marketable asset, no, it's a terrible idea. You don't want to trade him. So smart move for uh, Perry Maniason to say the right thing, but also our mis- I don't know how to actually say his name. now. That you, when you actually look at how it's written out and spelled, it looks very hard to say, but um, GM Perry says he's not going to trade him, but that also is just a great opportunity to, you know, spike up the value there. Absolutely. Get, get yeah. more trade. No doubt about it. I mean, they're in a position where I think it's, they're waiting on the changeover with the new ownership group. Will they <laughs> find a way to make a change? I like this one from Showtime. Dave Roberts should win most overrated manager of the years. He had an S at the end. You guys agree? Let us know down down below in the comment section. Is Dave Roberts overrated? Uh, Goat says, I wish Doug was my real dad. Interesting. <laughs> in- interesting. I feel, comment. Like, I feel like Cody feels that one as well. Really Over there. Was. But, uh, yeah, Talk th- about it at Chili's tonight. Okay. <laughs> ah, yes, Papa. <laughs> yes, Papa. Hamilton's in the stream. He says Doug is the best part of his show. I think. I think Hamilton's in trouble. Oh man, <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton's one of my friends. I mean, he likes talking crap about you. He's a big time hater. My man, what's up, Hamilton? Man. He will win you over. You know, he's going to think about that for the rest of uh, time. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh, Gerald chicken in from Wildomar. Um, yeah, we got the the great D Mac in there. We got oh, I'm assuming that's West Virginia, not Wise Virginia. But uh, appreciate everybody hanging out in the chat. Keep the comments going. Let us know you guys are representing uh, Dodgers Nation and, and fandom tonight. But yeah, let's talk about what we don't want to talk about. There is a new Get World Series with. champion. The Astros bring it home, and Mattress Mac is a happy man. He's the one happy mo fugger 
That's yeah. with F-U-G-G-E-R because he just won himself a whole, whole butt ton of money. He did, and he's not going to have to sleep at his own mattress stores now that the Astros were able to win that. He had a lot of money on the line. I do think that might have been the turning point in the series when Mattress Mac went after that fan, threw him the, the game, the Philly special middle finger there and kind of yelled at them. I think that gave the Trastros some momentum. But yeah, I mean, the, the Astros, they won the World Series. We're going to have to deal with it. And I think at this point, my big takeaway is that every they had won the World Series. They made it to six straight ALCSs. They've been really one of the best franchises, have gone on one of the best yeah. runs in the history of Major League Baseball. But still, even having won a World Series, all everyone still talks about is what happened in 2017. So I have news for you, Houston. You're going to have to win more than one World Series for them not to continue talking about 2017. It's going to take more than one ring against an 87-win Phillies team to wash away what happened in 2017. So to me, like I said, Astros won, America lost. Had there been stiffer penalties back in 2017? Yeah. Had players been suspended? You never know. Are they still in this position today? Because look, I think baseball has basically told us you can cheat and you can still maintain what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this uh, before the show for a good while earlier today. It's like they the Astros didn't really get punished for for the cheating scandal and I don't I, I don't want to talk about we've talked about it enough yeah. like oh, congrats to the Astros you know I, I, I they they beat the other team and now they get that piece of metal you know whatever it is I mean uh, Rob Manfred didn't even stutter for them like what the hell he stuttered for the Dodgers in 20 but yeah. if if the league actually you know suspended them it's like hey they were cheating in 17 or at least they were punished for cheating in 17 but that wasn't revealed or that that punishment quote didn't happen until 20. So they still had 18 to go and get draft picks to go and sign international players. They still had 19. They still had 20 or, or not 20, but they still had a couple of years to go and make a difference. And guess what? One of those signings proved to be the league championship MVP and the world series MVP this year. So if you take away maybe some of their, their top picks from 18 and 19 or even from 17 maybe it makes a difference but that's not what the league chose to do this is what they did there was no there was no precedent for for rob manford and company to work off of they've never had a team or teams cheat in that manner so yeah it is it is what it is money wasn't going to hurt jim crane it didn't matter what it is but as as we sit here you know what the the Astros are are the champions and and you still have to go out and win. You still have to go out and win ball games. You, yeah. you they could win another have another hundred win season. They could make it to another World Series. The Dodgers can win 111 wins and then not get through a, a team that's hot at the right time or that's just playing well. And the Padres and the NLDS. It is what it is. Um, but the Padres may. I mean, the Astros made it through. That that's the important thing. You got to win the games because. Anything could happen. It's any given Sunday, every single damn day, you know, game when it comes to baseball, and yeah. and, and it is what it is. And I, I I um I don't know where it came from. Looking at the text, it looks like it's from the Athletic, but there was one thing I wanted to bring up about bring up about it, and I you know, I want to get your thoughts a little bit more on the Astros and and kind of the Dusty Baker factor and all that. Um, but somebody had tweeted on the Twitter uh, an excerpt from the Athletic where apparently after the seven nothing drubbing by the Phillies, there was kind of a, a hitters meeting and Michael Brantley, who was injured, he didn't play in the series. 
he kind of I'm I'm gonna embellish the story a little bit, but he kind of kicked the hitting coaches out and, and and talked to the players. He had a a players only meeting as it were in a way, and and basically lit a fire under that. So it's like yeah, you guys can go and lose, but like take some pitches, you know, get into the bullpen. They did not the Astros did not put together a good game three in Philly. They looked really bad, and everybody was jumping on the Phillies train, but. You know, I'm not going to say that's the reason the Astros won, but at least there was fire. There was emotion. There was like, what the hell are we doing here, assholes? Like, let's try to win some some fucking ball games. And then the Astros never lost again. There's something to it. There's just something to the idea of of a hitters meeting. Uh, his The quote was, I didn't like how we responded in game three. So I would have loved to have seen something like that, some sort of spark out of the Dodgers. Yeah. But, yeah, give me your thoughts, your all-encompassing uh, thoughts on all of this crap. I mean, when it comes to that situation, I think it's an excellent point. Sometimes you need that guy that says, wait a minute, we're in the World Series, and we're not playing well. We're not doing enough. We're not acting like this is a regular season series in July like the Dodgers were in the NLDS. Yeah. And I think it definitely made a factor. It definitely paid a, played a big factor. The players have talked about it, some of the Houston Riders have discussed it and it cannot be overstated enough that sometimes you need a kick in the pants sometimes you need to send the managers send the hitting coaches away and talk as men and say look failure is not an option and i think brantley was definitely sparked this team into saying no we are not going to lose this world series and i can't picture anyone in that dodgers clubhouse doing that maybe they should have brought denzel back or someone or david goggins or tony robbins someone to motivate these troops because the dodgers they look list where yeah. after that moment, the Astros definitely said, you know what, we're going to burn the boats. We're going to go after this thing. And yeah, I mean, they got the job done. And look, Trastros, you're never going to forget your first. So, hey, they had their moment and we'll see. <laughs> to, to add more context to it, I, I feel it, it's doing a disservice to just kind of bypass it because I do think, and, and we've heard a lot of, you know, Jerry Harrison has spoke about it on 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 Sports in LA and whatever. We, we've we've kind of read about it. We've heard about the the you know, ho-hum mentality. There was not a spark. There was not a fight. And here, here's a bit more of the, the quote from Brantley and what he said. And then Altuve kind of a uh, little Altuve. He's a, he's a, he's a short fella, you know, but him, him pointing out like that, how much uh, the team rallied behind it. But uh, Brantley said, you know, they hit Lance hard, Lance McCullers, and we did nothing to respond. We didn't get into their bullpen to use their main we weapons. We didn't do our job. We made our task harder. So I wanted every to let everyone know that if we stuck together, did what we do, play our way, that didn't matter. I wanted to reiterate that. So that's what he said, which, yeah, duh, but sometimes it's just about saying it. Sometimes it's yeah. not. It's about that stupid text thread in 2020 uh, with the Dodgers facing a 3-1 deficit against the Astros. And this is what Jose Altuve said. And and as much as we all don't like Altuve, you got to respect the credentials and, and, and the leadership qualities this dude has on the team. He said that was probably the best speech I've ever been a part of. He came to us, he had a little meeting, and then we won three in a row. So that does mean something. It does play something. You can feel what you feel um, on somebody in the clubhouse just standing up and being like, we got to do better. You know, yeah. maybe it does something, maybe it doesn't. In this case, the Astros are saying it did. So, And the thing I have a, I have a question, too, is uh, Brantley played in 64 games. Yeah, That's four more than the Dodgers' 60 games in 2020. Are Trastros fans going to say he doesn't deserve a ring now, too? 
That's my Bruh. question. Was that his contribution? So I think the biggest, the biggest contributors were were Pena. You had yeah. you, and then you had Pena, you had Mattress Mac, and then you had Michael Brantley. But yeah, you definitely need that guy to hold guys accountable. And I think there's something to be said about veteran leadership that lights a fire. Because yeah. I always hear this talk about oh, baseball, you can't have that raw, raw guy. It's not football. We are running out of the tunnel with smoke and saying let's go. Yeah, because it's a 162 game season. But when it is a five or seven game series you do need to get that extra ounce of motivation and i definitely think after game three the astros were a different team and i think they it definitely galvanized them and took them to another level yeah you need a little key bump of emotion somewhere somehow some way jamie says you hear these group meetings when the team wins if the dodgers won the nlds i bet we'd hear about some speech maybe Fair. possible i think they would probably allude to it and we uh, what mookie spoke before game five JT spoke after game four, both said nothing had materialized up to that point. But, you know, we know the Dodgers are notoriously good at holding, uh, you know, keeping things close to the vest. Um, quickly getting through more of this is we're already behind our own schedule. We wanted to be on happy for Dusty Baker in this. Uh, I know some folks are very on the fence. They're going to have the old crowd who know Dusty Baker in a Dodger uniform. And you're going to be like, yeah, that's cool. But there's a, a younger crowd who know mostly know Dusty as the manager of the Giants. And then, I mean, later the Nationals. But where are you at on the whole uh, Dusty getting his managerial uh, piece of metal and ring? Yeah, I mean, you and I talked about this before the show. Growing up, Dusty Ma Dusty Baker was the manager of the San Francisco Giants. He was the rivals manager. He had the toothpick, yeah. and he was the guy that was Barry Bonds' guy. And that's was he was a villain to me when I was a kid. It was Dusty Baker, and really, I came to know him as a someone that. It really doesn't elicit good feelings in me. And I, yeah. yes, I do respect Dusty Baker. I think everywhere he's gone, he's had varying degrees of success. But look, let's not forget, just a couple games ago when the Astros were struggling, you had Astros fans out there saying that the Astros' punishment for 2017 was having Dusty Baker as their manager. So you can see <laughs> things flip very quickly. But yeah, at the end of the day, I am happy for a Hall of Fame manager to get that World Series. But it's just for the wrong team. So I'm really... To me, it, it doesn't doesn't do anything for me emotionally. I mean, he was a multi-time Dodgers All-Star. He was a part of the the 30 home run quartet in 1977. But hey, he's in enemy territory at this point. He's a to me, he's, you know, cheaters wear orange. He was a giant. He was a a Giants manager, a, the Astros manager. But yeah, I mean, you definitely have to give him his credit. It's nice to see him with the big smiles and and really reaching this mountaintop. But yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't mm -hmm. do much for me. Kind of same. I mean, it's cool. It's a fun storyline. I, I personally like the storyline of, you know, he was the longest, like had the most wins and the oldest manager and never won a World Series. That's also kind of funny. But uh, whatever. Congrats to the Astros. Uh, EAD. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. 
Moving on, <laughs> let's get into some Dodgers talk because this is a Dodgers show. And we appreciate it. this. Is the last time we have to talk about other teams in the World Series. Let's let, let's just let's hope. Let's hope yeah. that's what it's going to be for the next uh, several several years. But uh, just a few hours ago, we had uh, the nominees for several MLB awards announced. We have Julio Urias. He is in the he is one of the three finalists for the NL Cy Young Award. He's going up against Sandy Alcantara, who's going to win, and Max Fried of the Braves. Doc is a finalist for Manager of the Year in the <laughs> National League, going up against Buck Showalter and Brian Snitker. Uh, Freddie, notably Freddie Freeman, snubbed on the MVP, if we want to say that. We got Nolan, Nolan Golden, uh, Goldie, and Manny. And, you know, go glove, go glove. <laughs> Freeman! Um, I would imagine the, the, the big one here is, is Doc being on there. Give me some, um, I want to hear some Doc talk from you. What more can you say? Look, I mean, you, I've been heavily critical of Dave Roberts. I was one of the first to I say mean, that maybe you do need a, a shakeup, but I also yeah. said you're not going to fire a manager after he wins 111 games. And let's not forget that this is not a Dodger team that was healthy the entire season. This team dealt with injuries all season long, and it was rinse and repeat. They went out there and just went one ball game after ball game. And I definitely think he deserves to be included. I don't subscribe to this whole idea. Oh, he got the keys to a Bentley this season yes he definitely had a lot of talent yes the deck is stacked for Dave Roberts but I still think he did a fine job of navigating this team through an, a historic regular season where they set a new franchise record so and look it's a regular season award it doesn't yeah. take into account anything that happens in the postseason and you look at this Dodger team they were the most dominant team all season long so mm -hmm. I definitely think when you consider the fact that you're not going to win an MVP you're not going to win the Cy Young like you said Sandy Alcantara is taking that home yeah, throw Dave in the mix. He absolutely deserves to be included. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's easy to say the whole BS line about about handing the keys to a Bentley and all that, but you still got to go out there and win. You still got to motivate you. your team in some way. And hey, this is a regular season award, so you know how good the Dodgers are at regular season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it it makes it. perfect sense. You I'm know? just waiting. You know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm waiting to see. Uh, you know the <laughs> the. Fire Roberts uh, tweets here, you know, like as it's as it's uh, as we progressed a little bit more. He won too many games. If anything, he, he the reason why he shouldn't be nominated, I guess, is he won too many games because that made the Dodgers have to play so much meaningless baseball. So they lost their momentum. So, Doc, I mean, next season, come on. The magic number is 86. Yeah, I know you've been you've 86. been fighting on that 86. Uh, we, we had a poll running on our uh, Dodgers Nation Twitter last week asking folks to you know not grade but to you know how, how do you do you approve is, is approval ratings do you approve of dave roberts uh of, you know his strategy of his in-game management do you approve of dave roberts as a whole in 2022 the number's pretty damn split even a couple weeks after the fact uh 50 i think it was 52.3 52.4 52 of those who answered Still think Doc did a good job, but you would you would imagine it's better. I mean, by comparison, Friedman got like a sixty four percent or something like that. Not great, but we made it where it's yes or no. So you got to have a real strong opinion one way or the other. Um, still don't know who would be better than Dave Roberts to run the team, but anyways, he's 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 up there. Who do you think wins it though? It's going to be Showalter, right? We talked about it. So the narrative, yeah. it's Buck Showalter coming back. The New York media, I think most of these voters already made their decision back in July at some point. But yeah, I did think 
that Doc made some strides. I like the fact that he moved off of Kimbrell when he did. I like the fact that he was had a short leash on Cody Bellinger when he did. But we all know that it is a collaborative effort when it comes to making some of these decisions. But look, at the, at the end of the day, Dave, he understands how to navigate the ebbs and flows of a regular season, how to maintain a culture, how to deal with all-stars and MVPs and have them buy in. But yeah, look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dave Roberts needs to win his second ring just to win his first for a lot of Dodger fans. And I don't think that they're going to truly accept him as this life or Dodger manager. But let's not forget Tommy Lasorda. He won two World Series in 20 years. Dave Roberts is in the same are really on a nice trajectory where if he does win another world series, he'll probably be in Cooperstown one day. And that's just the reality, but we'll see what happens next season. Like I said, I think there's going to be a lot riding on next year. I mean, he, he wins a lot of games. He wins an absolute, uh, a butt ton of games, but, um, it's not, it's not necessarily him yeah. winning the games, but, uh, Let's get into the more fun topics, which is free agency, not Dave Roberts, not talking about more things that happened in 2022 because it is now post-2022 season. Ten. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. Ten uh, Los Angeles Dodgers hit the open market uh, right after the World Series there, so on Sunday. Tyler Anderson, Joey Gallo, Andrew Heaney, Clayton Kershaw, Tommy Canely, Craig Kimbrell, Chris Martin, Kevin Pillar, Kevin Pillar, bro. David Price and Trey Turner. Who of those 10 do you think has the best shot of returning? Well, definitely Clayton Kershaw has already yeah. indicated that he's going to be back. I definitely think I think they'll bring Tommy Canley back. I think Tommy Canley is a guy who he looked dominant when he was out there after he returned from the injury. I think that he'll be back on a pretty nice contract that will have some incentives. Joey Gallo is an interesting one. I think. I've kind of started leaning that way a little bit. Yeah, I think Joey Gallo makes sense in this it, when you consider this the restriction of the shift next season. When you consider an entire off season working with the Dodgers hitting coaches, and you also look at that outfield, not yeah. a lot of production coming from that outfield. And he's a guy that can hit bombs, and he's a guy that if he connects, it's going to go far. I think there's a chance that he comes back on a prove it type deal. So yeah, that's, the, a, that's the biggest thing I think at this point. You could definitely get him on a sub 10 mil deal, maybe five or six in incentives. It's like, yeah, he was an all-star. He's a gold, former gold glove winner and all that kind of stuff. But that is a long time ago, my friend, at this point in baseball. You know, it's like you, you if you want to try to have a prove it year or whatever, you know, I mean, it's not, we're not we're not talking minor league deal yet. But um, yeah, the more you think about it, the more you hear some of uh, the front office's words about yeah. this potentially being a, a youth movement. You still need to have some veterans in there, and they don't have a bunch of guys quite ready for uh, the outfield. So maybe he does make sense, especially if there is Trey Turner walks, Gavin Lux goes to second. That means you're pro- or, or goes to short. You're probably going to see less, potentially less Chris Taylor in the outfield. Um, how much do you really trust the resurgent Trace Thompson? Makes, yeah, I mean, the more you put it together, it makes more sense. It's not it's not great. It's not sexy. It's Joey Gallo. I mean, he's a pretty boy, but still. Yeah, I think Joey Gallo is a very interesting name that maybe towards the end of the season, you would think you look at the strikeout rate, you compare his numbers with the Dodgers and the Yankees. Not a big difference. Really, he was the same guy, but mm-hmm. I think they see him as a reclamation project that has some upside. Then also, I think Chris Martin is an interesting name. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was fantastic with the Dodgers, a one four six ERA. You look at that strikeout to walk ratio. He's a guy that 
because of his age, you know, he's hitting that free agency market. Would they consider bringing him back or do they want to get the bullpen younger? Kevin Pilar, I don't see it. I minor think league deal at best. Minor league deal at best, yeah. like you said. He's almost in a Danny Duffy Whoa. type. Uh, you want to see Pilar hey, back. That's your best friend. Come hey on, guys. I, I love I love Kevin Pilar, bro. <laughs> yeah, Pilar's interesting. I mean, offensively, he's just a below average bat. I think defensively. I mean, he's been that way throughout his career, so. But I just, I just don't see it. I mean, I think that, I think that he would like to be. He's almost like Danny Duffy. He, you know, he wants to be a Dodger. Grew up being a Dodger. Maybe he trusts that they can get the most out of him. David Price, he's retiring, or if not, it's not going to be with the Dodgers. Trey Turner, of course, is the the million dollar question. One of the potentially two hundred eighty to three hundred million dollar question. Yeah. We saw that sizzle reel today. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think he wanted to show out in the postseason just to get some extra highlights for that sizzle reel. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling lukewarm on that. I don't feel the buzz between the Dodgers and Trey Turner after what we saw today. The sizzle reel. No. It does appear like he will be signing elsewhere, and I think the Dodgers won't regret that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's always tough to lose a player of the caliber of Trey Turner, but he he's also he wasn't great. Like he's, I mean, yeah, he was one of the better players in baseball. But I think, I mean, I as a Dodger fan wanted more out of Trey Turner. And I, I think the, the, maybe, maybe the hype, maybe I overhyped him because hype didn't just, it didn't, wasn't there for me. It didn't live up to my hype at least. Uh, you know, when, yeah. when the trade happened, it's like, hell yeah. You know, that's one of the best, I hear that's one of the better players in baseball, even though you never see Trey Turner highlights anywhere. And, and his first few highlights as a Dodger. Oh yeah. Like he slides real nice. Yeah, I know the smooth slider. Raider. Let's give him, let's give him 3 million, $300 million. Cause he slides real good. Like, but uh, let's get into a few comments on, yeah, on some, some of here. this. Yeah. Go for it. Let me know what you got. We got, I want to see Mr. Duck back. That's from Adam eight one eight. Yeah. Definitely want to see Tyler, Tyler Anderson. Anderson back. I think it has to, ha- uh, has to happen. That's a, that's a no brainer. I'm hoping either signs a qualifying offer. They get a shorter term deal. We talked about a three year, $42 million contract. We got Jamie Lannister angels would literally never trade trout. Yeah. We've talked about that. I don't see that as a possibility. We got V track says Trey Turner is awesome. He plays every day will be difficult to replace. Yeah. He's definitely been one of the more durable players in the league. He does post each and every day. And he's a guy that that's something you can count on, but also on the flip side, he does play every day. And with that speed, I definitely think he's going to lose a step over the years. And once you start losing some of those infield hits, he's not the same dynamic player. And you're talking about a guy that, yeah, if he was interested in signing a four or five year deal on a high AAV would take him up to his age 34, 35 season, then I'd say, let's do it. But this is a guy that's after an eight to 10 year deal. And the back of that back end of that contract, you're going to be seeing him at second base or in the outfield. So to me, I'm always considering the length of the contract versus the money each and every year. So, and like you said, I think going back to what you said about just kind of feeling the hype on the slides, it started out really, really promising. I mean, he was a guy that look, I mean, he had slid like that with the nationals, but no one talked about it. He slides like that against the Phillies and it goes viral, right? So yeah, he benefited from being on the Dodgers, but yeah, it just doesn't feel like there's that fire. And it's kind of interesting. It's the defense. It really is the defense for me at the the end of the day, just looking at the complete package. But like I said, on a shorter term deal, I'd love it, but eight to 10 years, I'm out. 
Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point because it's just he's not going to age very well. The same or his his game profile doesn't feel doesn't appear in, in our years of watching baseball. That type of player does not age terribly well. And sure, you know, he had a bit. He's had a bit of a power spike. I don't think that's going to be his game in the long run or if he is a power guy, but he's hitting down around 270 because, as you've said before, you know, he starts losing those infield hits when the wheels go away. Then you kind of got yourself an albatross. He doesn't strike me as the type of dude who can play uh, third base exceptionally well. And we saw him try to play second base. It was nice. Did not like it. Never looked comfortable there. So maybe it is time to just move yeah. on. I.E. Doyer uh, pops in on YouTube, says, uh, yes, Brandon Drury, a possible third baseman. Um, didn't work out great when he was traded to the Padres. But before then, was having a really good year with, yeah. I, I, think, I think it was the Reds, right? Yep. Um, I look at somebody like that as a, a higher quality hands or replacement. Yeah, I mean, Drury has pop, and we know the Dodgers lack that in the postseason, but his numbers did suffer a little bit with San Diego. Didn't really work out for them like they had hoped, but yeah, he's a guy that's going to be very interesting to see what he can get because he doesn't have that track record. He basically yeah. got hot with the Reds, but I don't think you've seen enough <laughs> to really give him a, a longer-term deal or even something in the three- or four-year range. I think he'll be on another short-term contract. But he's a very interesting name to consider. But, yeah, we got a, a super chat here from Frank Flores who says, why isn't Freeman in the MVP race? He has higher numbers across the board than the candidates just asking. I think it's a fantastic point. I think yeah. Freddie Freeman was the best player on the best team in the regular season. And he's a guy that has won an MVP. And he had a fantastic year. I mean, you don't see the slugging number those crazy home run numbers that you liked in these MVP races. But yeah, Freddie defensively, offensively, he absolutely deserved to be included. But what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I would I would say you can't not I don't know if it's you can't, but having two from the same team, if you have Nolan and Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, one of them has to cancel one, you know, the other one out. And yeah, you know, Paulie was a front runner for most of the regular season. Uh, he kind of tailed off in in September, really at post All Star break, kind of tailed off, and Freddie stayed consistent just about all season. And I think you got to reward that at least with the nomination. Uh, I mean, ultimately, he's going to be a top five guy. He just didn't hit this this particular um, uh, this particular list. But that's just that's my opinion on it. Uh, I think it's a miss. I think it's a miss by. By the, the voters. by yeah. um, It's another thing, yeah. too. Machado had such a strong first couple months yeah. of that season, and that's really how these awards are won. Just ask Cody Bellinger in 2019. <sighs> you start strong, and that's what people remember. They create a narrative. But, yeah, Freddie Freeman, he was fantastic. He was fifth overall in Fangraph's war this season. I mean, he definitely put together one of the best seasons of his career. He was worth the money and then some. But yeah, he's a guy. Don't worry about Freddie. He has an MVP. And I don't think he's concerned too much about not winning it this season. But I want to go back to your point to give you a lot of credit because back in the summertime, you mentioned the Dodgers not having that guy that can light a fire under them. And kind of talking about Trey Turner a little bit, I just want to make this clear. When you're signing a guy to that kind of contract, you do consider more than what he can do on the yeah. field. You have to consider his his marketing ability, how attractive he is as a guy that can put butts in the seats. You also consider those leadership qualities. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, we're talking about a big ticket item. And to me, he doesn't check off those boxes. So 
Yeah, I mean, in the same way, Seager didn't check off those boxes, which is why the Dodgers didn't go beyond what they wanted to do. I mean, they did technically stretch beyond what they wanted to give them. They didn't want to go past that 250 yeah. that they offered before the 2021 season. But this is one of their guys. We know how they take care of one of their guys. But Seager was kind of in an uncomfortable position because he had to go out and become the highest paid shortstop because that's what the players association wanted. Yeah. That's what his agent, Scott Boris wanted. He had to fall on the sword and Oh no, he just got, you know, lots and lots and lots of money out of it. No. Yeah. It's like in college recruiting, it's these five-star athletes. It's like their parents who are getting paid by these schools or these recruiters. Yeah. They basically decide. It's like, I want to go to Tennessee. It's like, you're going to Bama. You know, it's like they kind of <laughs> decide. And I think with Corey Seager was the same situation. You're going to sign that $325 million contract, especially after having won a world series and having all the success. And you just seem like a pretty solid fit for Texas. And Hey, that's the house that Seager built there in globe life field. So I was okay <laughs> with that, but yeah, some of these comments are, 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 you got people. I like, I like this one from Gary A. Uh, it's very simple. This is Lux shortstop with a uh, vomit emoji. Um, I mean, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I want to do more of like, and this was off camera, but more of like a direct comp. Like we've, we've said for the last few months and honestly, a lot of the year on, on this network, on this program, Trey Turner did not quite live up to the expectations we had defensively. There's also the the question marks that come with Gavin Lux and his defensive ability or prowess at shortstop. You were talking earlier about, you know, yeah, he has the range, but usually the issue has been his arm. Is it significant downgrade or a lateral move to go from Turner to Lux at short? I wouldn't say it's a significant downgrade, especially defensively. If you look at his used yards, outs above average, he definitely stacks up nicely. And you could see him growing into that position. Yeah. Look, if he just learned to set his feet, take a deep breath, and just make that throw, he could be a competent major league shortstop. You also consider the strides he's made offensively. Look, if the if the question is, if the thought exercise here is, if you put Gavin Lux at shortstop, do you spend that money on some impact starters or another impact outfielder? I'm definitely okay with that, especially when you consider the fact that the shortstop position, in my opinion, isn't a position you want to invest in long term for guys that are well into their 30s. I'm just mm -hmm. kind of not into paying shortstops that kind of money. And like we've talked about, I like the idea of trading for a Willie Adamas or someone like that that's only under a couple years of team control that allows them to maintain that flexibility but yeah that is a big question and it's a lot to put on gavin lux to say hey you're going to replace trey turner you're going to be that guy that is the shortstop of the los angeles dodgers but that is his natural position so yeah. look second base that it could be the angle could be just some guys make better throws from short than they do 100%. at second base. And we know that the outfield, he has the athleticism, but he needs more reps to be a competent outfielder. So if they're hell bent on keeping Gavin Lux as a part of their future, and when you consider all the team control he's under, yep. he's that's that, we'll talk about Stan Cast in a second. They want that, that inexpensive talent under team control. He's a guy that I would be okay with it, but it would be conditional on some of the other moves they made. If they just throw Gavin Lux at 
shortstop, but don't make any other big signings. I'm going to be a little concerned with that offensive productivity because he has fallen into slumps and he can be streaky at times. Yeah, I mean, every player, I mean, Seager was one of the more streaky players that yeah. we've seen in recent memory. Uh, <laughs> Cody Bellinger's fallen off a cliff yeah. over the last couple of years. I mean, that comes with the territory, but maybe, you know, being at his position, he does play up. You know, there was that stretch um, last year when uh, Seager was out with the, or 21 when Seager was out with the uh, the broken finger. And Lux pretty much became the de facto. He became the starting yeah. shortstop. And he was really good, if I remember correctly. Like the bat was playing up for what, like for the career norms he had had up to that point. I mean, I think, I think 2022 was a very good platform year for Gavin Lux. Somebody we've given a lot of crap on this show over the, over the years of, of him being a big leaguer because we want the best out of this kid. This is a dude who's, who had a lot of fanfare you know, following his name when he made his debut and didn't quite, you know, I, I think it was um, Friedman, Henry Friedman, uh, who, who said it, you know, he kind of stumbled, you know, not everybody just, you know, steps into the limelight and, and kills it. He kind of stumbled, but, you know, he helped, helped, got back up and had himself a, a great, you know, first half of the year up until he got hurt. And, and that's another concern too, because he got back-to-back seasons with a neck issue or whatever, but if, yeah, if the true. Dodgers' goal is to save money, which that's that's something we're going to dive into very shortly, if the goal is to save money, that is where you go. You move Lux there, and I think you know that that's really going to be the key to the offseason is what they do at shortstop, but I want to dive in more on that later. I do also want to talk, uh, or at least plug ourselves. Um, last week, we recorded a... Uh, <laughs> Cody was happy with it. Very long, in-depth-ish look at uh, the top 30 free agents as listed by, uh, who was it? John Heyman. So take that as you will. But there's some good stuff in there. That's up on our YouTube. That's up on our uh, podcast channel as well. It's it's an entirely new episode, and and we we get uh, into the nitty-gritty on about 20 of the 35 players, or 30 players, because it's Doug and I, and we just like talking a lot about baseball. Take that deep dive. (laughs) Got that that dog in him? Yeah, for sure. Cody? See me get something. Okay. Thanks for for stopping by. He did a move. He did a move. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. And Marco DeMarco says Lakers WTF. I think he's referencing my polo. I also have a Lakers YouTube channel, the Lakers 24 8 YouTube channel. Check it out. Dropping videos <laughs> Plug all that. Plug that. day, every yes, day. So, sir. Lakers fans, we know it's a dark time. I guess we're at LAFC town at this point, right? Hey, LAFC, LAFC uh, baby. Yeah, champion. Gonna be here. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's just one more point on Gavin Lux. And he, confidence is key for Lux. And I yep. think that if they had the confidence to give him that Keep shortstop that position, Maybe says, hey, that, that would go a long way just from a mindset standpoint because we know the talent is there. It always has been. It's just a matter of being consistent and not yeah. falling into those deep slumps. But, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting possibility. I remember when I was at spring training, that was the talk, that that contingency plan was Gavin Lux being the shortstop of the future. And there are worse options out yeah. there. So it's not like they're relying on – Let's. it's not like they don't have anyone and they're just relying on a Jacob Amaya who could get it done defensively but can't hit big league pitching. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers have it better than – most teams out there yeah. at that premium spot. The depth is there. There's no depth, at, uh, not very much depth, I should say, at third base. So that's where there's more concern. But 
if it, I mean, it seems like they want to give Miggy Vargas kind of a try at, at third. I just I don't see it purely based on the reports that we've heard from minor leagues, like from people who follow. He's he's a bat. He's a bat. He's not uh, he's not a glove. But you know, if you got a good enough arm and can stop a ball, third base plays for you. But the lack of of uh, time at third base that this kid saw, you know, in September, that's that's a little uh, concerning for me. Uh, into more a little bit more roster stuff, we got to talk about the four team uh, option players again. Again, all four of these players are team options so the club has the, the 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 choice they have the decision on whether or not to bring these guys the biggest name justin turner 16 million dollar option two million dollar buyout um gun to your head right now are you saying they bring him back or are they bring him back on the option so we'll say there's there's three options bring him back on the option uh let him go and re-sign him to like a two-year sort of deal legacy-ish deal or just let him walk entirely. Last week, I would have said option number one, but after hearing what Caston told the LA Times, I'm going to say... And and listening to the... Like you were talking about the tone of Justin Turner with Rogan and Yeah, Rodney. it definitely seems like there hasn't been any communication whatsoever. I don't think the Dodgers would get out in front of that. I mean, they're going to be businesslike and treat him like any other player in that situation. But I do think if he is back for the Dodgers, it is going to be on a lesser deal. And he would have to agree to a different role. It's not saying, hey, you're going to come back and you're going to get a lion's share of the DH spots. You're going to come back and be the starting third baseman of the Dodgers. I mean, what you told me earlier, I thought I found very interesting where he wants to play deep into his 40s. And is there a team out there that's going to sign up to a multi-year contract? I think that is a big question that I think the answer would be no. But I do feel like after hearing what Kasten said, it's not that Justin Turner is washed or anything like that. He could still help a lot of teams out yeah. there. I mean, if you look, he was the seventh highest batting average after the All-Star break last season. Thanks, Joe Musgrove. But I also think, too, you mentioned Miguel Vargas. You mentioned some of this young talent. He's blocking some of these positions yeah, and some really of these is. opportunities. And if you really want to develop this talent, hey, the Houston Trastros, congrats on your first World Series. But let's give them credit. They did allow some of this young talent to come up. And yeah. they didn't make them utility players. They no, said, you're going to get this position. Point. You're going to play left field and shortstop. We are going to give you this role. We're going to let you learn on the job. We're going to throw you into the fire. I think the Dodgers could do that, too. No, that, that's that's a really good uh, it's a really good comp, a really good point there. And and that's kind of uh, sort of what Kasten alluded to we'll get into that in a second let's get through these option players and then there there's a lot of good meat on the bone what's your take on turner though what do you what does your feel what's your gut tell you i just i think i think he's back because they can't uh, there's there's just too much there there's too much history um i i don't see the the option getting picked up i think they work out some sort of extension like they did this season with barnes with um, Trinan, with Dan Hudson. I think there's something there probably closer to like a two and 20 sort of thing, not a year, you know, 10 million a year. And it's not so much that they think he's worth less. It's that, and, and I think one of the athletic writers, I think Fabian Ardaya said, or no, no, it was that Juan Toribio over MLB.com, friend of the show. He said, that uh, this is going to probably be the off season that they, they trim some payroll because there is some concerns there and that's a, that's a way you got to do it. And that's where you, that's the way you, how you sell it to Turner. It's like, look, we want to keep getting good uh, or we need to keep getting better. 
yeah, we're going to save on the fringes here, but we need to bring back uh, Clayton. We need to bring back Tyler Anderson on a deal. We need to try to go get another, uh, a different ace, like meet us in the middle somewhere here. Like help yeah. us, help us help you win a championship by cutting back a little bit. Plus you get to stay home. You get to be close to, you know, your dogs, your wife, your, your foundation, um, the community you love and you get the remaining blue like you want for at least the next two years. Uh, cause that's, that's what he wants. So, but do you think he do would we- be offended by that? Because my whole thing is what if we know the kind of guy he is, we know the kind of person I and competitor is he's openly said that every time he plays the Mets, he tries harder because they yeah. quit on him. They gave him away. What if he goes, what if this time around he says, no, the Dodgers are the team that didn't pick me up. So I'm gonna go to the Mets. I mean, I'm going to show the Dodgers like it would be so much harder though, to go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And then you have, you have, you know, that resume with you. Like you go somewhere else, other teams, other fan bases are going to expect that player. You're not quite that player anymore. You're not the guy who was a three, four years ago was a finalist for the gold glove at third base. He's not a quality defender at third anymore. He's still the best third baseman the Dodger had Dodgers have, and that's a problem, but he's not that guy. He's lost you know some steps. It happens. He's an older gentleman. Yeah. yeah father time, um, but he's still a, a great clubhouse leader a clubhouse voice he's a great bat he's a difference maker but i i do fear about the you know i war i worry about him blocking some of these dudes because if he's back where does miguel vargas play how does he fit in um and he's six the for same 47 to- his last two postseason runs i mean if that's you want to be if you want to have put together a team that's that has more success in the postseason. You're worried about how do you? How, Andrew Friedman said, "Well, we're going to try to address how can we have the hottest team in October." Well, having Justin Turner in the middle of your lineup is not the answer. So, yeah, I mean that was also one of those things. He had the he had the leg injury. I think it yeah. was more timing than anything because he but, was also one of the hottest players, like you said, really yeah. from like mid May on. He was one of the best hitters in baseball uh, up until he got hurt. And it's hard, you know, it's hard enough getting, getting out of bed when you're as old as JT and I are, let alone going and playing 130 games in 180 days or whatever the hell it's yeah, going to end up for being. Sure. But I do think they, I do think they bring him back and I think the two sides need each other. Um, but I would be, um, I don't know about excited. It would be invigorating to see a post Justin Turner world just because what this team is doing, it's kind of not necessarily working. Like, yeah, it's working, but it's not completely working. So to me, it feels like a hamster on the wheel and <laughs> it's JT right there. And you would talk about Michael Brantley. Would a player like Michael Brantley, would he feel comfortable doing what he did in Justin Turner's clubhouse? Yeah. So those are questions I don't know the answer to, but I'm just considering the clubhouse dynamics. And I just think I'm so hungry for a change after what we saw, even though, I mean, you don't have to change much. I mean, he still had a lot of success, yeah. but I do think I'm really excited to see these young players really blossom to see what they actually have. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's a, and that's going to be a massive question this team answers pretty soon because options need to be uh exercised or or declined by Thursday it is. Yeah, and then free agency begins and then they have the they have to they have to figure out are they going to pick up some of these guys? I mean, we have a couple more to talk about. Yeah. Hanser Alberto, I say no. I don't think it's going to happen or they I mean either way they're it's it's only a $250,000 buyout so they're going to buy him out they're going to let the offseason play out a little bit maybe if 
you know, they can't get their paws on a Drury type of dude, or maybe JT is open to being somebody who can play some third, second, and first for the team. Uh, not that I think that's an ideal um, role for him, but, um, you know, I also don't want to, like, uh, plug up the DH role. Yeah. The, you have some time. Teams aren't going to be clamoring to go get Hanser Alberto sometime in November. He's yeah. going to be a February signing somewhere or whatever, but they have their option yeah. to, to pick him up. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. I mean, just kind of going back to Trey Turner's sizzle reel. I mean, when your sizzle, <laughs> sizzle reel, if you're Hanser Alberto, is you dancing and pitching and not mashing against left-handed pitching like yeah. we all hoped he would do, that kind of tells you where he at, where he's at in his career. At a 680 <laughs> OPS versus Southpaws, definitely highest paid cheerleader, highest paid mascot yep. in all of sports, but I don't see him back with the Dodgers next season. Hey, he's got a spot on my softball team. I'll tell yeah. you right now, Hanser, I need a pitcher. Joey, <laughs> Joey. Yeah. Danny <laughs> Duffy. Danny Duffy is a person who is still alive they say he's never worn a Major League Baseball Dodgers uniform in his time as a Dodger. He's he's worn a warm-up once. Yeah. He's pitched a little bit at AAA OKC late last year. $7 million options. That's a not a no. That's a hell no. That's a hell no. It's a seven million dollar option. It wasn't going to happen. That was a hopefully like prove it. You know, you, if you can he he had he had incentives for like like five innings pitched and like ten yeah. or I'm, I think that one was off. I think it was five games or ten games or whatever. Anyways, there's very little faith that this guy can uh, pitch again. And and if he really wants to be a Dodger, it's probably going to be on a very very uh, low money deal, or more likely because this team is going to be desperate for forty man roster spots. It's going to be on a minor league deal. If you want to be a Dodger, same with with Pilar. I think Pilar is like 50-50 maybe coming back because he really wants to be a Dodger and I don't know if anybody else is going to be like I need to get that guy who posted a, uh, a negative 11 yeah. uh, OPS or wait, 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 WRC plus last year. I don't think uh, those those two guys are options to be minor league uh, deals. Jim, uh, Jimmy Nelson, you guys remember him? Hurt himself, had Tommy John yeah. in 2021. Uh, they signed him to a one year plus uh, the option pretty much for 2023. Yep. So I think he'll be back. That is, that is cheap enough as a cheap enough flyer for somebody who was a really good bullpen option in 2021. So uh, you agree, disagree with both those two? Yeah. I mean, you said it best when it comes to Danny Duffy, Seven million, no way, no chance. And I think if they do bring him back, it'll be on a minor league contract because you don't want to take up that roster spot. But yeah, I mean, Danny Duffy, can we at least just let him throw out the first pitch on opening day so we know that he's real? He's the <laughs> Loch Ness monster of baseball. He's pretty much what a combined no hitter is, not real. Okay, so yeah, Danny Duffy, it'd be nice to see him in that minor league system. Continue to give him opportunities. You mentioned Kevin Pilar. If you give these guys minor league deals and you keep them down there for depth purposes. Purposes. Fine, I understand, yeah. but it's the roster spot is more valuable than right. the money. And then Jimmy Nelson, by the way, I was a little disappointed you didn't call him Stimmy Nelson. I mean, I thought it was one of the best Listen, nicknames. That was, that was an old era. Yeah. Oh, it was a, oh yeah, Different that thing. Time. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think Jimmy Nelson. <laughs> look, when he's healthy. He was fantastic. I mean, a one eight six ERA, forty four punch outs in twenty eight games uh, back when 
in 2021 before that injury and then he of course had that tommy john surgery and they almost pretty much gave him the tommy canley deal i mean we understand you're going to yeah. be out but we believe in your talent when you come back so i definitely think 1.1 million dollar team option i think it's he's solid 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 for sure that is that you know i mean you have a better chance of winning with yeah. him than you do winning on the powerball tonight <laughs> yeah, exactly. topical let's Top go powerball. Dude, dude, let's do dude. it hey funny enough dude, too dude, dude. after they signed jimmy after they uh after they, they ended up transferring him to that 60 day IL to make room for Danny Duffy. So it's the, the six degrees of Danny Duffy. So, yeah. How many people will we let Danny Duffy hurt? <laughs> Danny Duffy. For just 10 cents a day, you can keep this menace off of your 40 man roster. He's like the Lakers. He's like the Vivian on Twitter. <laughs> Roach, of baseball says, players. Roach says, bring back Cole Hamels. There you go. Another one. Jose says, Duffy, the Dodger that never was. Will, <laughs> Sounds like a book. Will, who's Duffy? Uh, <laughs> sit down, children. Let me, I like this let one. Me tell you a tale. We got Jose Duffy is in the witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> half Nelson from Craig Osterberg coming in with the nickname. I like that. The half Nelson. I respect that. I respect that. Um, we got Steve. Or we got the trade for Tim Anderson from Trey's Gallo season 2022. Yeah, I'm sure I'll drop a video on that at some point. I think the interesting thing real quick on on him is he likes to hit lead off. His defense really took a hit last season. So he's not the great fit that a lot of Dodger fans think he is. But we talk about the fire definitely has a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, at that point, I feel like I, as I don't want to, I don't want to verbalize. I would rather have Gavin Lux. Yeah, I just don't want to do it. But that's what that was like was in my soul to don't say. Manifest it. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, there's teams it's, out there with worth. They, there's a lot of teams out there that would love to have the Dodgers problem at shortstop. Let's just put it that way. John Bleeding Blue says, "Please, no more reclamation projects." I think there's going to be some. There's definitely going to be a couple because that's just how these Dodgers roll. I mean. Speaking there's of the how Evan they, Phillips uh, of the world, you know, there's so many that work out. Speaking of how the Dodgers roll, let's move on, guys. It is time. Uh, it appears if you listen to the words of, uh, if you read the words of Stan Kasson, if you listen to the words of Andrew Friedman, this could be a uh, different offseason plan than we've seen <laughs> over the last um, really half decade. You know, I kind of read into it that in a way where they're not going to be terribly active on free agency. If anything, I, I do think, you know, Andrew's going to do his favorite thing. He's going to, he's going to try to maximize some trades because that is where my boy loves to live. That's his pocket. Let me fleece some dudes on players you've never heard of. And that's how he's made his career over the last uh, 15 years in baseball. But Stan Kasten chatting with uh, LA Times and uh, everybody's favorite, Bill Splashkey, hinting at the youth movement in Los Angeles. This is uh, what he had to say. Earlier in the last decade, we had a wave of young guys. I was I, I don't feel like trying my Kasten impression because it's just, it's hard. It's Do you know, it. my voice is already a little strained. Earlier in the last decade, we had a wave of young guys who uh, who were gonna be the real going to be real contributors. We think now we're on the precipice of the next wave of young guys. We just need to make room to allow that to happen. That's pretty big right there. And that kind of, I mean, acknowledges what we've been saying for the last you know couple of weeks. It, there's, there's a need to change the roster. There's a need to alleviate some roster mo uh, room because not only do you have what there's like 50 people or something like that on the 40 man right now. Oh, I guess now, not now after, after um, uh, all the guys became free agents and all that, but there is no space 
for uh, new human American baseball players or just human baseball players in general. There's not very much space to add uh, new talent. And there's the rule five draft to worry about if you want to protect some of these dudes. So um, some of that gets alleviated from trades. Uh, if we you know go, go pull off your deal for Burns and Adamas or something like that, which feels a lot of needs, but um I don't know. What do you read into uh, into uh, Caston's words? And then again, what Andrew and uh, Andrew Friedman and Brandon Gomes said a couple weeks ago at their at their end of season press conference. That was kind of something they they alluded to as well. It's like we we got to give these guys an opportunity. Is twenty twenty three going to be the kind of not learning curve, but is it going to be just a very different year for Dodger fans? I think you touched on a lot of the a lot of great points right there. When you mentioned Andrew Friedman and wanted to not wanted to not only make trades but do it in the off season. That is when you can get the best value, the best deals. It's like getting Halloween candy a day after Halloween, right? You can get <laughs> it at a discounted rate. And I think too, you got to give these guys opportunities. For me, I look at I see this roster. Yes, there are the veterans. Yes, there are those familiar faces. But remember the episode of Family Guy where Peter and Lois they go to that timeshare presentation and the guy asked and they said hey where's my boat and then Lo- and then peter's like no well, you can have the boat or the mystery box and he said hey a boat's a boat but a mystery, mystery box, box it could also have a boat we wanted those for years i kind of just want the mystery box so we can just <laughs> see what these guys are will we get a jeremy pena will we get one of these yeah. next great stars because when you have identified some cheap talent and inexpensive talent and they work out then you can build around them then you can make these big free agency signings because look this team you can't bank on the fact that they're just going to be able to sign all their players. You have to throw these guys in situations where they are going to grow, where they are going to prove what they have. And I think next season you are going to see guys get opportunities. I think at the very least, Bobby Miller gets a big opportunity. He's a guy that a lot of people wanted to see him last season, but I think Miller is going to make that jump. I mean, Gavin Stone, there's so much hype around Gavin Stone. Yeah. The increase of velocity of that fastball, the way he used that changeup. I mean, I watch a lot of Gavin Stone high lights over the last uh big time Gavin's couple of weeks I'm pretty excited he got that athletic twitch the way the release on the fastball I mean I just think that there's going to be guys going to get opportunities also the Michael Bush types is he going to be a Willie Calhoun or is he going to be a guy that produces I mean 32 home runs last season 108 ribbies it's a user lose it mentality right now and I think you really got to go down that list and I think it's a great year to do it I really do because if not then what? We're going to keep stashing these guys at 25-year-old Michael Bush. I mean, these guys, yeah. they're ready. I mean, it, over the last few years, the the game plan really has been, uh, or the strategy has been, yeah, you develop these guys, but they've used them as currency. They've traded them away. They got Scherzer and and, and Trey Turner. Uh, you know, before that, they went and traded for Mookie Betts. And, and, you know, I mean, at that point, Verdugo was the known commodity. Um that's what they they really look. I think did you call uh, prospects the four hundred one k or somebody? Yeah, called exactly. them the four hundred one k. It's like these are uh, take that money out. <laughs> take that money out. You know, you got to have your savings account. It's kind of what they view the prospects as. But you know, they're they're you're not getting uh, you're not. It's, you don't get very much uh, return on investment if you just leave them down there. You're not using it. You know, you don't. It, uh, what, what do they call that? It's not a, a yield. A, a, I don't yeah, know. I don't know to, how to do adult things. What do you call that? Uh, Where you get money back from your savings. Return on account? investment. They, I mean, yield it's not results, necessarily that. But pay dividends. Just letting just letting them linger down there. It's not doing good enough. And to have you know Miguel Vargas come up for a month to barely play. 
Uh, I mean, hell, even go, throwing back, I, I, I guess you could argue Edwin Rios has had his fair shake. He just couldn't stay healthy to to prove it out. Um, but, I mean, Pepio, how many times did he come up and down? Andrew uh, and, uh, Andre Jackson barely getting much of an opportunity uh, to, to prove anything. Uh, for some reason, you know, the, the kind of – uh, uh, the big guy they decided to rely on was um, um, Michael uh, Michael Grove. Michael Grove yeah. towards uh, towards the end of the season, just because they ran out of options on on Pepio. But at some point, these guys either go got to go uh, stay on the roster or go play elsewhere. So maybe this is another off season of a little bit of both. You know, yeah, I think that's I think you hit it right there. I think that if there are opportunities to cash in on some of these guys to make some trades for some players that aren't under contract for four yeah. or five seasons, that still fits the mold of what they're trying to do. But also you have to have your eye on some of these guys. You can think could be a Corey Seager type or a Gavin yeah. Lux type or a Cody Bellinger type. There's all this hype around this Dodgers farm system. Keith law consistently has them ranked at the top. <laughs> well, we need to see these impact players because I think last year it was disappointing. I think Ryan Pepe wasn't as good as we had hope. And I think, think we've been hearing about Michael Bush for quite some time and Bobby Miller and him at any point this year, you know, you yeah, don't see anything about now yeah. Danny Duffy. I mean, come on. I mean, I think, I think I definitely think this is the year where it's put up or shut up time for a lot of these guys. I think Miguel Vargas is the interesting one because yeah, defensively doesn't have a great fit. He's not a great fit. Doesn't have a great role, but they do believe in his bat to ball. They do believe in that hit tool. And then of course you have James Altman who wasn't a high pick and mm -hmm. he just start, started to emerge. You look at his numbers down at the minor league level. I used to call him James. You can't get me out, man, but really it's James strikeout, <laughs> strike man. man. And yeah. <laughs> is that going to translate at the big league level? I think I see him more maybe as a future left fielder than a center fielder. So I definitely am excited about this youth movement. Like I said, it's the boat versus the mystery box. I like the mystery box because if you cash in, it can help you for years down the line. And I think at some point the Dodgers owe it to themselves to you're doing the developing, right? Yep. You are, you have this, all these resources. You're the golden goose down there. Are you just developing these prospects for other teams, right? Yeah. You want to cash in yourself. So there's a difference between a prospect hugger and a prospect hoarder. And this team has started hoarding them. That's a great point. Cause, yeah. Cause they didn't make a big trade last year. They didn't go for it. You know, they didn't get, they didn't go get Juan Soto. You don't know what, what kind of difference that would have made, but they didn't go for the big name. They made the right, they made a solid move in, in, in getting uh Chris Martin, but it wasn't a championship caliber move. Not to say that 111 win team needed a championship caliber caliber addition, but no, uh, yeah, this is it. We're just going to keep reiterating. This is the off season this is the 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 kind of transition year where it is a good time to look at the future. And I mean, it is tough in that if these guys don't work out, we know Friedman does not like operating during the season. He does not like doing transactions, making transactions during the season because we tend to get you, teams tend to get burned. Uh, luckily, you know, you you lose the most on trading for relievers. Yeah. Shout out World Series champion Jordan oh. Alvarez. Oh. You lose the most there, but this bullpen is still set to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, even if they do or do not, uh, you know, add a, a closer type. Um, but if not, you know, you got you got some some quality options. You know, let's say Alex Vesey becomes a closer. Or you could bring up this kid Ronan Cop, who's who's got some pretty nasty stuff. Um, yeah. you know, on the, on, on, on the stick side again, yeah, Vargas, you got Bush, you got Outman, you got some options. Andy Pahez is another dude who's got a big time bat, but 
none of these, uh, on at least position player wise, there's no like elite defenders who can also hit or even yeah. high quality defenders, and that is a concern. But yeah, um, like going back to your lottery, your lottery comment earlier, it's like imagine you have all these lottery tickets and you don't even check the winning numbers, right? <laughs> That's kind of how it is for yeah. the Dodgers down there. At some point, you have to see are these winners, are these scratch offs going to be ones that we can cash in? Cops, an interesting guy for sure. He's a tall, dude. I mean, yeah, there is definitely lots six, of seven or like something. Six seven, yeah, big man. Um, but yeah, I think at this point, I, you really have to, the Dodgers don't just randomly do interviews with LA times reporters, right? Everything is very calculated. Anytime you guys see Andrew Friedman on Sportsnet or anything like that, everything is calculated. Everything is very polished. And I think Kasten is making it known that, Hey, they want to develop a next core, a core that can really grow into future generations and allow them to build around their franchise pillars in Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. But I'm excited for the young pitchers. Pajes is an interesting name you just mentioned too. He's a guy that could be could have an impact that no one really talks about as far as some of one of those top six guys. But yeah, at some point, the Dodgers, they have to bring these guys up or flip them for win now players. I think yeah. this is a team that's built to win now. But at the same token, we've heard a lot of hype about some. Like, what are your thoughts on Michael Bush? How are you feeling about Bush? I mean, I've heard a lot of differing opinions on Michael Bush. I mean, quality stick. It seems like his his defense profiles to be stuck at at uh, first base, which you have Freddie yeah. Freeman. So you're not going to do that. I don't think you're going to get anything that's very uh, exciting anywhere else. I mean, he was drafted as a as a second baseman, but this is a dude who in college, you know, played a lot of first. So if you're in college and you're playing a lot of first, you're probably not the most athletic person. Yeah, you can still that's hit. a really good point. He's still a stick. You know, maybe you have a Matt Beatty type who has no defensive capabilities, but you're still you can hit. I mean, yeah, it, the more reps they get, the better they can be. And that was always like a, a, a question or concern or whatever for for matt like he never got the opportunity to get better but when he did get an opportunity he didn't look great uh they're serviceable and this is at some at some point it's okay to be serviceable on defense if the bat profiles up and this is a team that just won 111 games they didn't need that many to make it to the postseason. Good so point. if you lose a few in the regular season, I got no problem just chilling in a nice 94 win range and having days. some cheaper players, I guess we can say, yeah. who maybe have more fight than the same boring yeah, uh, great point. assembly that we've seen yeah. over the last couple of years. They, that's a fantastic point. They don't have it made. There is competition. They're still trying yeah. to prove themselves at this level. Giants are not going to be good. Yeah. The Rockies are not going to be good. The Diamondbacks are not going to be good. The Padres are going to be right there. So you have two people. How do you think? Does everybody think the, the, the Astros keep winning? Well, they have the A's and the Angels in the same division as them. That's how you win 100 games. You have some really shitty teams in your division. That's how you keep running out and win 100 games. And I think that's something that tends to fool Dodger fans and national media. Yeah, You get to say, oh, yeah, they won 111 games. Who all did they play? <laughs> Yeah. A lot of bad no, teams. Exactly. They, they, they beat up on some the, bad competition. They played the Reds yeah. six times in a season, but they played the Diamondbacks 19 
times. They played a a a fell back to earth Giants team nineteen times. And yeah. Same with the Rockies, who for some reason could beat them. But yeah, <laughs> no, uh, you don't need to hear. I love LA every single night. If it means look, experience is the ultimate currency in sports. You have to give guys opportunities. And sometimes point. you do have to take a step back to take a step forward. But I got a hot take here, Clint. This is a hot take from our comments here. Sir Dudeness says Kershaw should be our closer. <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> Your thoughts? Uh, Kershaw for closer. Um, hey, you know, I mean, he doesn't close your stuff, but I mean, slider. sure. In, in like the show. Yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe you, in 2016 <laughs> NLDS game five. That works. Um, yeah. I no. I mean, it's being creative. I'll, I'll give an A for effort, but yeah, uh, yeah no, it's, a, it's an F for the, uh, for the practicality of it, because you need some innings, they need some starters. Um, Clayton Closeshaw. No, and and I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the payroll because there is a payroll factor. <laughs> there is a payroll yep. factor. They they need to cut down on on what on some spending because they spent a lot last year. They just missed hitting that that uh, Stevie Cohen, uh, uh, you know, threshold. But uh, it's now two years running. And they're not going to want to do a third. So there's another reason to want to, you know, pair it back to whatever it's going to be this year. I forgot what what CBA uh, changed to at that point, but um, yeah, no, that's a great point too. At 233 million dollars, you know, this team they're going to want to set some parameters. They're want to they're going to want to have some constraints, and we saw that 2018 and 2019 when they were operating under the luxury tax. That they told us that that is going to be the plan. They're going to hit that reset button during certain years. And could this be the? I mean, they're pretty, the team that they have. The only concern I have with that is, I think I do think that you're banking on some of this young talent and. If you are convinced that they're going to produce, then I think that's fine. I mean, you don't cons- you don't think about the money. You think about the investment really in this young talent. But yeah, I don't think they're going to go crazy and spend like drunk sailors. They're not going to go yeah. Steve Stephen Cohen. You're not going to see Aaron Judge on the Dodgers. You're not going to see these mega mega signings this offseason. Yeah. I'd be extremely shocked if you did, just because not a lot of them make a lot of sense. If there was the perfect guy out there that they thought that hey, this is going to be a building block for a decade, and it was the right situation at the right position, then I. I say yes yeah. because the Dodgers they're willing to spend if the value is there but they're also very smart with their money yeah I mean then the the former point that's what they did with Mookie they found somebody they could build around build off of and they gave him the bag I mean they didn't do it in free agency they had to also trade some pretty decent pieces uh, to make it happen you know getting back a little bit um I was thinking about like the idea of of Bush is not a, a big time. Michael Bush is not a big time defensive player. Uh, Miguel Vargas is not a big time defense defense first player. You know who else wasn't? Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, but he still is serviceable enough to go out there and drop you know forty some odd bombs in a year and play in left field. That's a that's one of the reasons why the Dodgers okay a move like that. If you can tell pretty early on, they're not going to have that defensive prowess that they want. I mean, this is a team that loves the ability to move players around and, and uh, keep the optionality as it were. And you don't get that as much when you have a team full of, um, I mean, you can't say Max Muncy because he can move around, but you know, I mean, hell their, their gold glove right fielder became their center fielder. And he also could be a gold glove winner for first base. Of course, I'm talking about Cody Bellinger. He can't hit anymore. So, but uh, they love that. They love defense. And I think Dodger fans would hate to see 
just terrible defense on the field, but if you're winning, yeah. you're slugging, you know. But you, you want you want that dub, you got to get that slug. Yeah, as exactly. Somebody, uh, genius no, said. I mean. Clint, I mean, that's a great point. Sometimes you have to make some exceptions. I mean, yeah. last offseason, I was really going to be the perfect player. Yeah, I was really high on Kyle Schwarber and his defense. Terrible. But in a big game, in a big moment, if you can rake, if you can rake on a big stage, that changes the conversation and you will look past some defensive issues that you might have if you have that ability. And yeah, you bring up the Jordan Alvarez situation. Yeah, I mean, he hit a Titanic home run that really changed the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, we got one from Diane Schroeder over here who says she says she gives $20, which I appreciate Super that. Chat. That's going towards uh, <laughs> my college fund. Thank you. There you go. It's going through, there you go. Taking, towards taking care of Cody. There you go. Going towards Cody. Uh, so we can get him a third microphone because he's got you. one. I got a third enough. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, we got Clint D-Mac. Maybe maybe it's for next season, but we need to do a Dodgers Nation meetup. Tell me where and I can plan it. So it's been Let's a while. Go. It has been a while a since uh, since Sheesh. we've done one of those. Uh, Get ready. Officially, Get we haven't done a meetup or a watch you know, party since 2019. The last one we did was great. We had uh, a, a bunch of friends there. We gave away a bunch of stuff. Everybody had a good time. And it was the only game the Dodgers won, or it was a game the Dodgers won in the uh, the 19 NLDS. So You guys want to see Doug drink Coke Zeroes? Is that what you guys Bro, you got, I'm going to get so turnt, so late. Get the Ubers <laughs> ready. Take my keys now. Take my keys of now. CZ, as we call it. But, Diane, we appreciate uh, the super chat. Uh, that always goes towards the Coke Zero Fund now. Um I don't, I don't get some people's comments. Like what? I like Ooh. this one from Marco. Uh, from Marco says that Koufax can pitch better than Kimbrel. Can still pitch better than than Crumble. That's from Marco DeMarco. Yeah, yeah I think you're probably right there. But um, DN Party Buzz from Gary A. Yeah, fire yes, up that DN Party Buzz. There we go. I'm down. Let's make it happen. Be a good time. Doom to underscore South meetup at this year's spring training. That might be a, a good time to oh, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Get that DN party house. Let's, Let's uh, go. Don't tell Gary. Uh, Joshua Luna says Matt Beatty for center field. Let's go. I'm all about that life. Hey, man. You just need to shake it up somehow, shake some way. Up. Just shake it up. Yeah. Just uh, the, what, what is what Switch was it up, again? baby. Switch it up. Yeah. Uh, the final note I wanted to have on this whole um, discourse or conversation or whatever uh, I already said it earlier, but I just want to double down on it. The the key to what this offseason really is going to look like, we're going to learn pretty early um, what are the Dodgers going to do at shortstop. Shortstop is going to be the key because if they spend on a shortstop, then they're going to spend all around the club. They're going to they're gonna do it, you know, to expand on Kasten's words. He said, if money is what is needed, we'll certainly do that, as we've shown time and time again. But if we think we have kids who need time, uh, time to play up here, I'm sure we'll do that as well. So they're keeping it very open, like you said, calculated with the words. They're going to say nothing that's... Um, Nothing that's good, nothing that's bad, nothing that's incriminating, but something we can definitely um, turn an hour show into, you know, <laughs> or hour plus Absolutely. show. But that's what you're going to want to look for. Uh, if if you're hearing them in the conversations on Turner, on Correa, on Bogarts, Dansby, then and and they're legitimate. I'm talking. Ken Rosenthal, we're talking Jeff Passan. We're not talking John Heyman. We're not talking <laughs> friend of the show, Bob Nightingale. We're not talking these guys. We're talking about legitimate-ish reporters. 
then you know the Dodgers are actually in something. We're going to yeah. find that out. Winter meetings come up uh, early December. We might go down there to San Diego. We might not. We haven't down, really decided down. yet. But um, yeah, I just <laughs> want to say, too, like that's a great, great point right there. And also, Dodger fans, the Dodgers aren't going to be that team that's aggressively pursuing everyone, but they're always just waiting in the wings. Mm -hmm. They're like, mm -hmm. it's like the meme. The Dodgers are that guy they told you not to worry about. That's who the Dodgers are. <laughs> they're not going to go and be desperate and say, oh, here's $350 million, just sign it. They're going to be a backup plan. If Dansby Swanson doesn't get the contract that he wants, Carlos Correa, Aaron Judge, they're going to be like, hey, we're the Dodgers. We have that kind of money. So I think that's kind of what we saw last season when Freddie Freeman fell into their lap. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a, such a great point that it kind of made me think, too. It's really the biggest domino is that shortstop yeah. position. Because, you know, they're going to be in the market for, for, uh, for pitching. You're probably going to see Kirsch and, and Tyler Anderson back. But those are kind of lateral moves. Like we're talking about, I mean, even Turner's technically a lateral, but it's also kind of a game changing move because you are playing for the next six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. If you're going after a guy like that. And I don't think they do that, but you know, get back into like the, the Korea at a shorter deal, higher money. But then if they're trying to stay under the payroll, again, it's gonna be a very weird off season. So stay tuned here at Dodgers Nation because we're gonna break down and overanalyze every little possible thing that happens and try to bring some reality to it as best we can. Um, which isn't always uh, the best. But by, until then, guys, I appreciate you hanging out with us. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Do subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify. Quick super chat. I saw that one. Go for it. Would you? Uh, this is from K. Sorry if I'm Ktaz. Ktaz twelve oh seven. She said, or he or she said, they. would you? Have Rodon and Swanson or Burns and Adamas? Ooh, I think that's easy for me because, I mean, with Rodon and Swanson, you're talking about four mm -hmm. or five-year contracts. Rodon's a guy that's dealt with injury. He's a power lefty. He'd rather have a power righty. Adamas and Burns, they're under contract for two more seasons. So give me the Burns and Adamas package. Even Ooh. though all great options. I mean, I love all the options. If you want to spend and spend big and the Brewers aren't willing to take offers for those two players, then, of course, option number one. But Dansby Swanson, you look into his numbers. I mean, he hasn't been consistent throughout his career. Give Who is Gavin the Lux. real? You want, yeah, Gavin Give me Lux. Gavin Lux yeah. instead. Yeah, Burns, baby Burns. <laughs> I love how you don't want Swanson at all. I just love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a hungry man dinner than a Swanson dinner. I'm just saying. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Again, find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Appreciate the super chat. Appreciate you guys wanting to hang out with us. We're going to be here all offseason long on YouTube. And we're the only people here on the internet who have your comments right on the screen. We want to read the, your stuff. We want to talk to you guys. And we want to block the porn bots. That's what we're here for. So uh, hang out all offseason long. We'll be live every Monday unless we change it. Subscribe to us there on the YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. Hit that bell. Leave a like. I am real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is Cody. You can follow him into the office. There's What's some that? there's some Kevin Pillar bro oh for you guys. You know Trace Trace yeah. Gallo season? I'm 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 now Pilar and Duffy season. Oh my Pilar god. Duffy season oh. 2023. Duffy Let's go. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for hanging out with us as always. And here we will see you live again next Monday. Peace. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. 
Bring them home. Bring them home. 